Hey everybody, James here, producer of the None of Your Business podcast, coming to you with a special message. This week's podcast comes from the Black Diamond Club, Sean and Lacey's private membership group with over 600 plus service professionals and entrepreneurs. Every year around this time, Sean and Lacey record an episode called Halftime Adjustments. They wanted to share this episode with the listeners of the None of Your Business podcast to help them make the necessary mid-year adjustments to be even more successful in the second half of 2021. For more content like this, make sure you check out Black Diamond Club at www.blackdiamondclub.com. Until then, enjoy this special episode from Sean and Lacey, Halftime Adjustments. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today we have for you podcast number 377 right here at the end of June. It's every time, it's everybody's favorite time of year. It's time for halftime adjustments. Welcome to a brand new edition of your weekly Black Diamond Club podcast. You've got Sean and Lacey here, and we are talking halftime adjustments. This is you know, everybody's favorite time of year, other than the first podcast of the year, which is always Mirror Mirror. Yep. The mid-podcast, mid-year podcast is always halftime adjustments. It's not the same podcast, so this is brand new. This is the 2021 edition, so every year. You get a brand new edition of Mirror Mirror, and then you get a brand new edition of Halftime Adjustments. How many years have you been doing Halftime Adjustments? I think six, six or seven years. The concept is very simple. If you're new to BDC, but even if you're not, because everybody, this is why we just do the podcast every year, is because everybody needs a reminder. Some of you are like, oh, shoot, it's already halfway through the year. We're already halfway through 2021. How about that? And if you're brand new, the concept is very simple. Um, When you're playing a game, um, hockey, no, because you got three of these um, periods. But if you're playing basketball or football or many other sports where it's broken down into two sections, you get to go in at halftime. And that's the crucial moment, especially on the professional level. So right now um, you have the Euro Cup going on. Um, in soccer, you have two 45-minute halves, and it's at halftime that you take everybody off the field, you go into the locker room. Number one, you have an opportunity to rest. Um, you get rested up. You get to think about, you know, is there anything um, that you need to do to yourself physically? A lot of people talk about this self-care. I hate that mm-hmm. word. Um, <laughs> no, but, um, you know, there, it's, it's a rest-up period, right? You get to rest and go out and play the second half. But more important than that it's a time for halftime adjustments. So the coach and the staff is taking a look at the performance of the first half. So reflection. And then making mm-hmm. minor tweaks, maybe even sometimes major tweaks, right? But making tweaks to the game plan so that they can go out and execute in the second half and hopefully mm-hmm. um, secure a better result than in the first. Sometimes too, listen, um, we've never talked about this. Sometimes at halftime, you go out in an effort to secure your first half result. So maybe some of you have had 
a monster um, unbelievable first half of the year and you might want to make adjustments to just ensure that we ride that wave out maybe you're like i don't want to you know mess with it a whole heck of a lot i love that others of you are way behind the goals that you set back in january or december or if you're going to black diamond club marketing matters workshop you set them in november of last year mm -hmm. you can set yours in november of this year if you're joining us again and now we need to reflect on where we are. And if you're way behind, then you might need to make some major adjustments. We might need to rotate out some players. That's sometimes what happens at halftime. You decide that you know your, your starting forward is not performing, and so you're gonna sit them. One of the most famous halftime adjustments ever made was done by Nick Saban. In the middle of the national championship game two years ago, um, Alabama, uh, played a, an okay first half. I mean, mm -hmm. they weren't getting trounced. They weren't down 56 points. I was going to say, but they weren't winning at this but point. But they weren't winning. Right? And out of the blue, um, Nick Saban decided to substitute out Jalen, um, who was his, what was his last name, James? Jalen Hurts. Kurtz. Hurts. Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Subs <laughs> out Jalen Hurts, puts in Tua Tagovailoa. A freshman. How did you remember that name and you didn't remember Hertz? I don't know. Puts in Tua Tagovailoa, a freshman who had not started games previous to this in the national championship game. Look, if and and of course, then the story is that they go on to win the national championship in the. Na this is unheard of. You don't do that. I was just going to say most people that that doesn't happen. Yeah, right? absolutely unheard of. That's like in the Super Bowl. Like we take out Tom Brady. And then we bring in some <laughs> other guy in the Super Bowl. Now, Tom Brady's famous because he was able to be subbed in um, after an injury, and he went on to become Tom Brady. But this is like doing this in the Super Bowl. And on the national stage, everybody's watching. Some of you need to take a lesson from that, right? That is one of the best halftime adjustments ever made in the history of sports is swapping out your starting quarterback who got you to the national championship game. Who yeah. frankly hadn't takes, lost a game. That takes some serious like guts. Is yes. probably the nicest word I could use to say why, around that. That's but. also why Nick Saban is widely considered the greatest college football coach yeah. to ever live, right? Because he makes halftime adjustments. So for everybody mm -hmm. listening, it's time for you to check in on your goals. Um, we talked last year, and a lot of people mentioned that they found tremendous value in in talking about trailing numbers, trailing goals versus calendar goals. Yes. If you're new to BDC or you just are way behind on podcasts and you didn't listen last year, um, trailing numbers means I would want to look at what I did over the last 30 days as a goal, over the last quarter, um, but not not calendar goals. I, I actually right. hate calendar goals, I, I especially in the consulting world. Well, and I, I, I want to add to that because people get down on themselves oftentimes where they're like, I want to collect 50,000 in a month, right. which is 30 days. And oftentimes they'll get to like 48,000 or maybe even 45,000 45, and they're so close. And then they'll collect that amount in the next couple they'll days, 7,000 on right. the second of the following month. But in their mind, it doesn't, it count doesn't count because they had to do it on this. And remember, uh, Time is a man-made construct. You know, I was, I'm going to get, we, James, make this into a clip, put this out on, on um, my public facing page. <laughs> but I always say animals do not understand the concept of time. And I had a post <laughs> that animals time. didn't know. But 
Dexter does not know what day it is. Right. Dexter does not know that there's 30 or 31 days. He doesn't know February has 28 days. Dexter's not keeping track of time. That's a man-made construct. Dexter doesn't know what time it is. Dexter doesn't know, even though you may say, I'm only going to be gone for an hour. Dexter doesn't know what an hour is. I do tell him that. Right? And so <laughs> that is a man-made construct. That's why I don't love um, looking at right. your goals according to a man-made construct of time. Now, if you wanted to say, I have a goal to collect a million dollars in a year, um, why does it have to be a calendar year? Mm -hmm. Really what you're saying is in 365 continuous days, I would like to collect $1 million. So you should start looking at it that way, right? Rather than saying, I'm going to revisit this in January, mm -hmm. I want to know what you've collected over the last 365 days. Um, even, you know, everywhere, that's why I say even in the consulting world, I want to know what you've collected or your new patient numbers or your total volume numbers or whatever metrics you're measuring in the last 30 days. Right. I don't care what it was in the month of June. That's a man-made construct. Tell me what it was in the last 30 days. Now, if we're on July 1st, yeah, you are telling me what it was in June. Well, but, and I love this concept, though, because I think that it allows you to break through some of those limitations and barriers that you've you've created and put in your mindset, because a lot of times you're like, I've, I haven't met the goals that I put forward, but you did. Right. right? And that's right. you actually did. You did collect 50,000 in 30 days. It may have been the 21st to the 21st or whatever, but you did do it. And so that allows you to break that barrier, know that it's doable, which actually makes your goals more, more achievable. Well, and it makes your business more consistent. Right. So if I'm trying to maintain, so I think mm -hmm. this is a better goal. I want to maintain my revenue at a hundred thousand dollars a month over any last 30 day trailing period. Mm. That way, every day I'm able to look at my last 30 days trail and is it over or below 100,000? Then we would actually not necessarily be on the concept of halftime adjustments. It's a man-made construct halfway through the year. But you would constantly be making tweaks. But because most of you do follow the man-made construct of time, we do halftime adjustments because of that. Also, just real quick of note, I know you and I have been engaged in tons of conversations with Dan Nicholson, mm -hmm. but regardless of who you're using as a CPA, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not ready for Dan. I don't know what that means exactly. <laughs> but regardless of who your CPA is, halftime half -time adjustments also include taxes. Yes. And I can't tell you the number of people who are going to disregard that statement. This means that right now, halfway through the year, you need to run a, a projection you know, you got to get your, your, your books need to be up to date. We need to run P and L's. We need to look and see what we're projecting for the year. And we need to start estimating taxes. We need to make sure that you are utilizing strategies based on that estimate. That's why I hate you guys having this surprise of tax how much taxes yeah, that you that's owe. Not okay. So right now is where we also may be adjusting, um, W2 payments, ta mm -hmm. tax withholdings, quarterly, um, uh, contributions. You might be purchasing real estate, you might be doing some things according to what you've done in the first year. Those are all, or first half of the year, those are all halftime adjustments. Love it. So we have, as always, six points I'll get your take on. We wanna look at our goals. We wanna look at where we are relative to completing them. Just for everybody, we're super transparent. If you come to a workshop, you you know this. If you've been to a workshop, we just, we just tell you everything we're doing. And everybody, not everybody, a lot of people wanna know what it is we're doing. We'll come to a workshop. If you want to know what we're doing with marketing, come to a workshop. Mm -hmm. If you want to know how we manage our social media, um, you know, Tristan and Josh tell people very clearly. James um, tells people how we mine and curate content. Um, it's, it's very clear. We share that from the stage. Um, 
in in that sense it's the same thing i am going to share how i view goals when we set goals for our team for a year mm-hmm. i expect 40 percent completion at the halfway halfway mark because we're in a state of constant growth right you're growing you're lucky for us up. yes yep. we're super blessed so if we are in a state of constant growth we actually shouldn't be halfway to our goals at this point right i expect a 40 percent 40 percent performance indicator at this point that for me is on track 40 mm-hmm. percent complete by the halfway point because we grow, we will make more. We made more in the first half of 2021 than we did in the last half of 2020. Right. We also made more in the first half of 2021, way more than we made in the first half of 2020. Mm-hmm. This means that I would expect the second half of 2021 to be eclipse bigger. the first half. Yep. And therefore, I want to be at 40% towards the goals that we had established. And that's how we track it for our team. Um, so relative to that, for everybody here, um, you need to take a look at all of your goals. Time mm-hmm. to get them out. And then it's time to ask yourself a series of questions. Question number one is, should you even keep that goal on your list? Mm. And I think this is really important. And I love that you all are doing this uh, during the middle of the year, but I also think you should be revisiting your goals more often. I just want to say that. But um, the first thing you need to think about, number one, is how did I create that goal? Because if you use the construct of time, again, maybe before deciding whether you should get rid of it, or keep it, we need to be looking at the trailing days and see if it's actually achievable. Secondly, you need to ask yourself, did I do the necessary steps to actually go after that goal? Because it's really easy to just get rid of stuff. You're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. I can't get there, that's too far out of reach. But you have to ask yourself, did you put in the effort to actually go for it? And if it's still important to you and you didn't put in the effort, maybe you need to adjust it versus just throwing it out. Yeah, maybe it's something that you're no longer interested, interested in. Yep. You're like, I don't even know why I've said that I wanted to do that. I don't know why then I put you should ice toss cream it. shop. That was dumb. And then you yeah, you toss it off. You get out. Um, number two, question number two, should you just work harder? Like a lot of times people are behind their goal, and that's probably more common than not. There's, you know, basically we're on track, we're behind, or we're ahead. People that are behind oftentimes begin to look for reasons why. And I'm mm. offering in number two, the most common reason why is just not working hard mm-hmm, enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you might need to put in more effort. You might might need to, this is a great time to halftime adjustments, to look at all of your systems, right? We're not just looking at goals. We need to be looking at the systems that help us achieve the goals. And maybe you just need to tweak some things to make them more efficient and then put in the energy to get them going. Number three, more common with younger um, business owners, younger small business owners. Number three is, should I adjust my goal down? Maybe you're not even near, and then you look at it, and number one, should I keep it? Yep. Absolutely. I I, want to do that. I want a million-dollar practice or million-dollar business. Number two, should I work harder? Absolutely. I'm going to look myself in the mirror, and I'm going to work harder. Number three, should I adjust my goal down? Well, I've only collected $200,000 by the halfway point, Sean said that that's 40%. That's great, right? But that means I'm only on track for about 450, maybe 500 if I really press. Um, maybe I should shoot for 500,000 mm-hmm. rather than a million because it seems at this point like I'm going to fall wildly short. Yeah, and I, I love that you said that, that it's, um, you know, it could be younger businesses because a lot of times you're creating goals um, just based off of nothing. You don't know the amount of work that it right. takes to get there. So this is not uh, admitting defeat in any nope. way. It's just getting a better understanding of the output that you can create. And look, sometimes even in sports, um, 
you know, on the professional level, teams can get down really big by halftime. Yep. They can be down, you know, I mean, to the point where it's actually not feasible that they're going to catch up. Yep. At that point, what happens is, I mean, you don't throw in the towel. You don't not play the second half, right. even though a lot of you might want to not play the second half. What you do is you look for small wins. The coach will tell them, look, we're probably not going to win this game, but here's what I want to do is I want to eliminate turnovers. I want to. So it's the same thing. You need to readjust your goals if you have. And I'm not talking about overall. You were looking at your sheet and you've missed them all. Just some of the goals. You, yeah. yeah. And so I'm talking about a line item and you're like, so, all right, so maybe this one we're not going to get, but let's start looking for, for goals. Right. In digital media, I might, you know, I, I was maybe shooting for conversions. All of you want to convert for clients. But maybe maybe, you, maybe just you need awareness. to start shooting for um, views. Right. Right. Or engagement or like, you adjust the goal down and you yeah, start to find the minor wins so that you can maybe next year tackle a bigger win. Right. So it's not just shifting how much you want of it. It could be shifting what. So yeah. number four is, should I adjust my goal up? And this is one of the things, um, this will be the first time that we've said this in a mm -hmm. uh, halftime adjustment podcast, or at least that I've said it. Um, but I'll go ahead and say it. I oftentimes see, and I'll tell you, it happens with our, um, it happens with our elite clients, mm -hmm. our, happens with our VIP clients. Mm -hmm. Oh, I already am crushing my goal for the year. Now, number one, let me make something very clear. Lacey and I are very happy for you. We celebrate that. We, we very much um, are excited. We want to see people reach their goals. But, but on a VIP level, on the highest level of the people that we work with, the people who are, who are, who are heavily committed to reaching more people, having a massive impact in the world and also creating generational wealth, right? Legacy for generations to come. You should not at this point have already hit your goals. You right. have severely mis mismanaged your goal calculation. Like if you're like, wow, I'm going to hit my goal sometime in July. Look, man, you need to hear me. You are you way undersold yourself. And by doing that, you're holding yourself back. Right. Right. You're you're not going to achieve the things that you want because you're making these little, you know, you're you're playing, you're playing, you know, uh, high school basketball when you're a professional basketball right. player. And and I win the, every time. Yeah, and you win every time and you scored 82 points. Big deal. You're playing against high schoolers. You need to make realistic goals. So um if you've are if you're crushing your goal, um, a couple of things. One, we might want to revisit that, right? Right. And like, I'm just not, I, I keep underestimating myself. We have a great podcast coming out with Steve Sims where we talk about that where um, highly successful individuals oftentimes sell themselves short. short yeah. They kill their dreams. They don't shoot for the moon. Um, and they're highly successful. Why shoot for the moon? But that also brings to question what would be the potential right. of our Quest 7 clients if they didn't hold themselves back, right? Mm -hmm. It's not our job to free them, but if they didn't hold themselves back, what? where could they really go, right? Next, next part in that, though, is oftentimes because you feel like you're close to a goal, we talk about all this all the time when we have um, people that are performance-based employees, um, it's very easy to feel like um, I can see the finish line. Therefore, I begin to actually let off the gas and coast. And you, I mean, so I'm not saying like I'm going to hit my goal in July, but you're feeling pretty comfortable. You're like, ah, this, I've got this one in the bag for this year. You go year. on a little more autopilot. Is you what go you're on, you coast, yeah. right? You're like, it's like a sprint. 
Um, it's like baseball. We talk about this in baseball. We're using tons of sports analogies. All my non-sports people, I'm sorry. But when in baseball, you are allowed to run through first base. Imagine that you had to run to first base and stop on it. Yeah. Um, it would be really hard. So what happens is you run past first base. That allows you to fully accelerate all the way through. When you hit first base, you're still going at your maximum speed. Unless you are going to round the corner and you're going for second, right? And so you're trying to judge, am I going for more? But still, you're not going to slow down prior to reaching your goal. So we want to make sure that nobody is letting off the gas. Um, and you're free to adjust your goal up. So maybe that $1 million in collections for the year might need to go to 1.2. And if you're brand new to making goals, listen, like sometimes you, you're you saying you sell yourself short, but you again, because it's you don't know what you're, you can achieve, just like we talked about adjusting down. But don't forget if you're brand new to this too and you are crushing your goals and you hit them, um, make sure you give yourself reward for that, you're a reward for that original goal. Don't don't yes. over don't surpass yes. you that don't penalize because you yourself. don't penalize yourself because you increase your goal and then maybe you don't meet that one but you actually surpass the original goal. Make sure you get your reward. And while we're on that, what the hell is a stretch goal? That's just like a goal that you don't actually think that you can hit. Right. It's just a goal. Like, and so even just by saying that's a stretch goal, you're giving yourself an out. Oh, so my goal is to do a million a and then I have a right. stretch goal of doing 1.2 million. Just do the 1.2 million goal. Just go for and it. And then you're not like, well, I'm going to crush the million. Yeah, you didn't need to fluff yourself up. Right. And you also didn't need to create the self-doubt around the second goal that you were creating. Number five is should I take my a goal off because now it's become a habit. Now, I'm not talking about performance goals, but I'm talking about a lot of times people will say, look, I want to go to the gym three times a week. Well, at this point, you may be able to just completely take that off because it's just what you, what you do. do. Um, I heard an interesting comment the other day, actually from Dave Meltzer, that anything that you want to do um, consistently requires practice. So whether it's performance-based, I want to collect a certain amount of money, I want to get a certain amount of new clients, or I want to do certain things. I want to make sure I go to the gym, I want to walk every morning, I want to practice my golf, I want to ride my Peloton bike, whatever it is. Those things all require practice. Right. But eventually, the practice can turn into a habit. And at that point, you don't need to- It's not a goal, it's just put a, a thing, goal. yeah. You know, we you wouldn't put a goal, um, I wanna brush my teeth every morning. <laughs> like, it's, it's just a habit. Unless you well, don't do that. Unless you don't, but why would, wait, for you, you personally, why yeah, would you have that exactly. as a goal? I would be like, that's the dumbest goal on the planet. You already do that. Um, and then number six, go through all of your goals and we wanna do the plus delta exercise. What is working really well? And what would need to improve in order for me to get to that goal? Find out the blind spots. This mm -hmm. oftentimes requires help. That's why you should have a coach so that you can go through with them and say, okay, so what am I missing here mm -hmm. that I need to improve upon in order for this to become more of a reality? Alabama, Alabama, Nick Saban, right? They may not have been able to win that game. I mean, they wouldn't have been able to win that game if they didn't have a coach. By all arguments, they would not have won the game if they did not have a coach <laughs> yeah, to make a decision. To make that decision, right? Because the team probably wouldn't have made that decision. Yeah, they were like, we're we're gonna you know dance with the girl that Do brought what us we've here. Always right? done. We're gonna yeah, yeah we, we got exactly. we got Jalen Hurts. We guys will go with him. <laughs> we're gonna go with him. Um, he's, he's the guy. He's the guy that got yeah. us here. But <laughs> all of a sudden, there is a realization. Like, here's a blind spot. You know what we're missing in this particular situation, in this particular team. Jalen is not going to be the person to get it done. Right. And we have this other guy, freshman. So you're go gonna play, yep. right? And so, and I'm sure you know, it would be great to. You know, this probably exists, but it would be great to see um, reaction from the team 
I'm sure at the moment they were probably like when he was making that, (laughs) but that's also why we say all great coaching advice should seem counterintuitive. Um, I remember when they came out and they were announcing, I mean, the announcers were like, something's wrong with Jalen. He must be hurt. Hurt. Right. Like something has to be wrong with him. Um, But no, this was a this was a coaching decision. Same thing. Um, A lot of times you need a coach to tell you, like, listen, you need to make a change. You need to adjust here. You need to reevaluate your strategy um, because we need to readjust everything to get to where you want. to. And if you're not in the position to hire a coach just yet, you know, hopefully you have an accountability group that you can run this by and they can help you as well. So it is time, my friends, for you to go into your locker room for you to rest up, maybe change your uniform take a quick shower, get fresh for the second half. But more important than that, you need to be making halftime adjustments. I can tell you this, those that make no adjustments are flatlined. They're not they're not setting themselves up to win the game. Even if you're winning, you still make adjustments. Mm-hmm. Like you don't just say go out there and do what we've been doing. Um, every great team, every great team, whether they're winning or losing at halftime, every great team makes halftime adjustments. I feel that every great business also knows how to adapt. It's a chiropractic principle. Adaptation is key. That's how you respond to your environment. That's how you respond to what's going on at the moment. Uh, A lot of you just are blind to what's happening in your business, and that's why you're not adapting. This is your official BDC podcast invite to make some halftime adjustments. Anything else? Nope. All right, everybody. We'll be back again next week with a brand new edition of your weekly Black Diamond Club podcast. Until then, see ya.